Connects talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This life science-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. Hello and welcome to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. I'm Aisha Rashid, Senior Life Science Journalist at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Vera Kovacevic. I'm also joined by some very special guests on our show this week as well. We have Joshua Cohen and Justin Klee, who are the co-founders and co-CEOs of Amalix, as well as Chris Aiello, who is Amalix's General Manager of Canada. Amelix is a pharmaceutical company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, that is dedicated to the development of therapies for neurodegenerative diseases. Amelix pursues unconventional approaches through lasting collaborations with industry leaders, scientists, doctors, and research organizations. On September 29th this year, Amelix received FDA approval for its oral fixed-dose medication, Relevrio, for the treatment of adults with ALS. In addition, a few months earlier in June, the medication had received conditional approval to treat ALS in Canada, where it is marketed under the brand name Albrioza. This was the treatment's first approval by a regulatory authority in any country. So to talk more about the approval of Relivrio and about the great work being done in neurodegenerative diseases at Amelix Pharmaceuticals, uh, let's turn to our special guests, uh, Joshua, Josh, Justin, and Chris. So first off, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'd like to just start off by asking uh, Justin and Josh, um, what inspired the both of you to co-found Amelix, and what was that journey like? Uh, well, I, I thank you so much for having us. Uh, we really, uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk about uh, Amelix and our, our our plans, and I think uh, ALS and neurodegenerative diseases broadly. Uh, so Josh and I started Amelix uh, almost ten years ago now, and it was really started around what we thought was uh, an unexplored approach to potentially treating neurodegenerative diseases, which is focusing on a uh, fairly straightforward question, which is in these diseases, why do neurons degenerate and die? Uh, we see uh, that people's uh, nervous systems uh, uh, are having challenges that lead to motor dysfunction or dementia or these very uh, profound challenges. And we thought, well, if we could maybe uh, try to slow that process or stop that process, maybe that could be a therapeutic approach. Um, so that was really the impetus for starting. Uh, I think that quickly changed from not just scientific curiosity, but to a real mission as we met the doctors and researchers and nurses uh, working in the space, and then certainly uh, people living with ALS and their families who just show the most remarkable courage and selflessness in the face of a really tough diagnosis. Uh, so we're so proud of uh, what we've been able to accomplish over the past 10 years, uh, but we also plan for it to be just the start. Uh, so uh, we're uh, excited to get to talk about some of that today. Wonderful. And we're excited to learn more uh, about Amelix and, uh, and the journey to uh, 
Relivery of so uh, really amazing. And uh, Chris, um, can you share when and why you decided to join Amelix as well as the general manager of Canada? Yeah, sure. Thank you again for having us and for having me on on the podcast. I think that one uh, way back in, I guess now it feels like about 10 years ago, but it was only late in 2020. Uh, I started having some preliminary conversations with the team at Amelix. Uh, and then I actually spoke with all of the team members at the time, which I think were about 20 folks. And what really struck me was everybody shared a common vision, and that vision was to help people. Uh, and as I started getting deeper into the conversation, I actually came across a podcast with Josh and Justin. And in that podcast, Josh and Justin were speaking to a reporter, and they said that they had gone from when they saw a signal in the therapies, which is now, which is now Relivrio or Albrioza, uh, they went from a hypothesis to a responsibility to people. And, and I, as soon as I heard that, I said to myself, wow, that's something and a place that I need to be and I want to be. Wow, fantastic. And um, so we'd like to learn more about Amelix as uh, to why it's such a great place to be. And I know that, of course, uh, the company is focused on neurodegenerative diseases. And so specifically, can you tell us what therapeutic areas are currently in the pipeline at Amelix? Sure. Um, so, you know, I think as, as you know, uh, Justin and Chris may have shared as well, we, we care tremendously about ALS um, to, to start. Um, we've gotten to know so many people living with this disease, so many doctors who, um, you know, it's, it's a really tough uh, space to be um, emotionally, day-to-day, um, -day, uh, to deal with the patient population and work with the patient population who's, who's facing so many difficulties, um, you know, at, at every juncture. So I think uh, we as a company going forward, uh, one, we want to continue to innovate and to continue to make progress in ALS, um, both with um, further research, but also with interaction with the community. Um, we've seen in ALS that things such as diagnosis take way too long, and patients have all sorts of challenges accessing things that, that can really help them, whether that's wheelchairs or speech assist devices and things of that nature. So we really want to be a partner um, to help uh, tremendously um, on, that, on that side. And then I'd say additionally, with this drug um, being approved, we do believe that, that it's worth uh, trying in additional diseases and has good scientific rationale in additional diseases. So far, um, we've conducted a small study in Alzheimer's disease. That showed some really interesting biomarkers and interesting biology. Um, we're um, planning to conduct a study in a very rare syndrome called Wolfram um, syndrome, um, where there's a lot of uh, scientific data that suggests that the, the treatment approach could be, could be, a, good, could be a good one. And then um, we're continuing to look through, unfortunately, so many neurodegenerative diseases have, have so little. Um, you know, many, many neurodegenerative diseases have no drugs approved. And we're continuing to look through those and find the ones with the best scientific rationale for us to go into. And that's something we're gonna be doing a lot in 2023 and 2024 is continuing to study this drug and continuing to learn um, you know, who it might benefit. Um, we'd, well, we'd like to say, of course, like congratulations to the entire team at Amelix and to all who were involved um, outside of the company as well in getting U.S. FDA approval for Relivrio for the treatment of adults with ALS. And we'd like to learn a little bit more about ALS. Uh, what are the initial symptoms? 
of this disease and what does ALS progression look like in a patient? Uh, thank you very much for, for asking. And uh, yeah, I think uh, helping to uh, educate more around this is something that we're very passionate about. Um, and thank you for your kind words too. We're very proud of our, uh, the uh, approvals in, in the US and, and Canada. Um, so ALS is uh, really relentlessly progressive and fatal neurodegenerative disorder. Um, it's caused by uh, motor, neuron, uh, motor neurons dying in both the brain and spinal cord. And those are the uh, part of your nervous system that uh, uh, is responsible for muscle function. And so uh, as that part of the nervous system degenerates, uh, everything that uh, your body uh, uses muscles for, uh, people lose that function. So for example, it leads to the uh, inability to move, to speak, uh, uh, to breathe on your own, and, and eventually uh, it's uh, uh, fatal usually within about two years of diagnosis. So it's a very, very fast uh, disease. Um, it's, uh, we know that it's quite a, a complex uh, heterogeneous disease as well. Um, and so I think uh, something that uh, we're very uh, passionate about is uh, uh, trying to continue to be a uh, partner that can help translate things from this uh, uh, scientific, from understanding from the bench uh, to the clinic, as uh, I think we're strong believers that in order to keep making really uh, strong advances in ALS, we're going to need combination treatment in the same way we've seen in other areas, like in uh, different forms of cancer. Um, but uh, that being said, we're, we're really proud of what we've done so far. And uh, we think this is a uh, important new uh, treatment option for a community that uh, uh, has had uh, very few so far. Um, but as I will probably keep repeating, uh, I think all of us very strongly believe uh, this is just the start. And uh, I'd like to learn a bit more about uh, Relevrio in terms of uh, what it targets specifically in the disease, its mechanism of action, and uh, how its development uh, journey um, came about. Yeah, great, great question. Um, so, you know, I'd say ultimately, um, you know, we have, we have beliefs about the mechanism and otherwise, but, you know, first of all, um, you know, these things are hard to ever know 100% for sure. Um, you know, in, in neurodegenerative diseases like, like ALS. We developed the drug with the idea of targeting some of the key pathways underlying neuronal death. Um, some of those pathways that we were most interested in include that the, um, the mitochondria, which is often uh, referred to as the power plant or energy producer of the cell, is also one of the key areas of the cell um, that can decide to send the cell down a path of, of death. And um, there are a number of triggers that can um, influence that. And the thought was, you know, to have a compound that, that might um, kind of target that pathway to prevent those triggers from, from sending the cell down that path. Um, the second, you know, Relivrio is made up of two compounds. The second compound targets the protein folding center of the cell. And similarly, in a lot of neurodegenerative diseases, we found that there can be this accumulation of poorly folded or unfolded proteins, you know, and proteins have to be kind of in the right folded shape um, to have the effect that they're supposed to have. When the cell finds that there's too many of these unfolded proteins, it similarly can drive the cell down a path of death. Um, so the second compound uh, we designed to address that. 
all that being said, um, you know, I think uh, this is this is an area we're continuing to learn about. I think especially as we're looking towards other neurodegenerative diseases, um, we're really trying to dig in deep to figure out, um, in addition to ALS, might these mechanisms, might these pathways be relevant, useful um, in additional diseases as well. And I'm sure you get this question a lot, um, but it's it's hard to sort of uh, bypass it. But, ha you know, in the last several years or several years ago, there was the whole campaign, um, the awareness campaign around ALS, of course, with the ice bucket challenge and all of that. Um, and so I'd like to know how that's translated into helping, you know, number one, bring awareness around the disease and also uh, funding wise, are those things that um, helped bring Relevrio uh, to, to where it is today with the approval and how, how, how has that, you know, did that whole um, thing impact sort of the space and did it impact Am uh, Amelix in any way as well? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. And very simple answer, we would not be here if not for the Ice Bucket Challenge. Wow. And uh, we are so grateful uh, to uh, Frady's and Pat Quinn and uh, the Frady's family uh, for their uh, leadership in really revolutionizing ALS. I think the Ice Bucket Challenge brought such needed awareness of ALS and funding as well. Uh, and uh, to tell a little bit of our story. So uh, we thought we had a promising uh, treatment approach, but uh, uh, one, we're young founders and uh, that probably is a risky investment proposition already. And two, we were going after ALS where sadly there, there hasn't been as much in the way of successful treatments as in other areas. And so it was a tough uh, financing road um, very fortunately, uh, we got a grant uh, early on from ALS Finding a Cure and the ALS Association, uh, much of uh, the funding for which came from the Ice Bucket Challenge. Uh, and so now, uh, all those years later, uh, it's turned out to, to be a, a approved therapy for ALS. Uh, and I think we're just one example of many in how the Ice Bucket Challenge uh, galvanized the community. And uh, we were then even more tremendously honored that uh, Jim Frades, a very experienced uh, biotech executive, joined our team. Uh, uh, and uh, of course, is part of the uh, Frades family uh, who, uh, who was behind that amazing effort. Um, so in short, we wouldn't be here if not for the Ice Bucket Challenge and we're so grateful. I think the other thing that's happened is the science has been accelerating at just a tremendous rate, really like we've never seen before. And uh, I think so much of it can be traced back to that uh, movement. And so we're now starting to see the uh, fruits of, uh, of that uh, wonderful uh, advocacy effort. And uh, uh, we're uh, one of them and they're we believe and hope many more to come. That is truly uh, fantastic. Um, just to see uh, something like that really translate into in, into concrete um, action and results. I think that's uh, so amazing and I'm really happy. And again, congratulations to Amalex for uh, 
having um, brought Relivrio and having the approval. And it's it just goes to show just how much, um, I think just working together, like people in all spaces, I think that's really what this highlights. And uh, again, it's it's so amazing to see this. And um, I wanted to ask, so uh, Relivrio was is actually marketed under the brand name Albriosa in Canada. And so Chris, following the uh, first, it was the first approval by a regulatory authority in any country, so by Health Canada. So how have things been since that uh, approval and how has the progress been following the launch of the therapy in Canada? And what have you learned from that? Has that helped you sort of get into other markets and and things like that? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, the The launch of Albriosa in Canada, the you know the receptivity of this therapy in the country has been wide and deep. Um, I think when you think about the patient population, people living with ALS, and you have the privilege to bring a therapy that shows statistical significance on function, um, as well as the survival seen in the oil in the in the OLE portion of the study. Um, you look at that and, and patients living with this disease that don't have very many options, um, you would imagine that that's a very, um, it, it's actually hard to explain uh, in the sense of just how many people are interested, the questions, the families, the discussions. Uh, so I, to answer your question, it, it, it has been um, in my career something that I haven't yet to see just in terms of the engagement with this community. Wonderful. And, and the other thing that I would add there is uh, from our team here in Canada, um, you know, being the first global regulatory, we kind of like to take uh, Albriol's or Relivrio and say it's a made in Canada story. Uh, so again, you know, we had the privilege uh, uh, to be the first global regulatory filing here we're also the first area that will have real world evidence generated out of the use of Albriosa. And also the, the API is made in Canada. So we, we call it, a, you know, an adopted, uh, we're made in a made in Canada story and we're extremely proud of that. I love that. That's wonderful. And um, to overcome barriers to access, uh, Amelix has made the decision to price the medication below the um, last FDA-approved ALS treatment. And so that's a very wonderful kind act from Amelix. And uh, uh, what sort of uh, motivated you to to sort of um, make that decision and to, you know, really make, obviously make the drug more accessible to patients? And uh, what was the sort of uh, thought behind that? Yeah, it's a great question. And so I'd say um, throughout the whole um, process, we've we've been really lucky to get to know some incredible patients, incredible doctors, and we really wanted to, um, you know, we didn't want to fumble on the finish line, right? At, at the end of the day here, we wanted to make sure that after everything everyone had put in to moving this product, um, you know, through clinic, all the advice, all the research that we had done, we wanted to make sure that people would have access um, if the drug um, was approved, and so we were very um, thoughtful about, um, you know, both both our decision on on pricing, but then also our decisions around the additional support that we could provide people. Um, so, for example, um, you know, in the U.S., we've had a pretty 
um, robust financial assistance program where um, that you know talks to people living with ALS and helps um, if there are any um, financial challenges accessing the product and we're very committed to try to work through um, for every single patient to try to work through those um, those challenges as best we possibly can and similarly in Canada um, we've also been um, very forward about trying to address any financial um, challenges or burdens that might be on uh, might be on people living with ALS so you know I think that's been a really um, strong goal for us and you know, I think the other thing we see, um, you know, launching a drug is that, um, you know, we don't just want to be a company that delivers a drug and nothing else. We want to use that momentum to try to change as much as we can, you know, the problems that, that face um, people living with ALS, um, just beyond therapy as well. As I was saying, you know, um, diagnosis takes too long and there are just a whole um, list of other challenges and problems that people face every day. We really want to be an advocate and champion for, for every patient we possibly can be. And what what are some of the short-term and long-term goals at Amalex now? Uh, what do you have uh, planned that uh, for the future after <clears throat> Relivrio and, um, or with Relivrio moving forward? Uh, well, I, I said I'd, I might sound like a broken record and I, I think I will, but uh, we really feel like we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think first, uh, we uh, feel a deep responsibility, as Chris said, uh, to ensure that every eligible person uh, can have access to uh, the medication. Uh, so that's really our, our priority number one, uh, certainly in Canada and the US, uh, where the, the product's approved. Um, I think the second one is that um, people, there are people with ALS all around the world. and. Uh, uh, if we have a medication that can help, then we have a responsibility to get it to them. So uh, that's a huge area of focus for us as well. Is uh, and we know how precious time is too uh, in a disease like this. And so uh, we always try to work on uh, one of our uh, advisors and friends who's sadly passed away. Used to talk about the ALS clock uh, and how much faster it is than the regular. Uh, clock. And so uh, we always try to remind ourselves of that and work on the ALS clock. Uh, But we also think that that's just the start. Uh, Diagnosis takes far too long. Can we advance ways to uh, diagnose faster? Uh, uh, Caregivers don't get the support they deserve. Clinics are underfunded and undersupported. And further, we want to get to a point where we don't have ALS anymore. Maybe at first we make it a chronic managed condition and then eventually cured. And the way we're gonna do that is to keep reinvesting in research. Uh, so uh, we have our certainly our top priority in front of us right now uh, to deliver this treatment effectively, uh, but then quickly after we need to keep pushing to do better and better for the community. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to thank uh, the three of you um, for joining today um, on our show, for being on our show today. We really appreciate your time and 
It was such an insightful discussion and conversation and really wonderful to learn uh, more about Amelix and uh, Relevrio and just all of the fantastic work that's uh, going on at Amelix and that uh, you're at the helm of and leading and truly being at the forefront of ALS uh, research and drug discovery and to really um, have an impact on ALS patients. So thank you for all of the work that you do. And thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Now that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Life Science Podcast. Thank you once again to our guests from Amelix for sharing their work at the company. And um, if you liked today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.